This is a teaser of our bonus episode with historian Matt Karp. And to hear the full bonus episode, which is really excellent, go to patreon.com slash the Katie Halper Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash the Katie Halper Show. I talked to Matt Karp about an article he has in Jacobin. I just want to read the opening. The midterm elections produced a range of results as vast, gorgeous, and idiotic as America itself. I'm going to use that on my dating profile. Vast, gorgeous, and idiotic. A glance at the state ballot measures alone suggests the warring impulses at work in our confused society. The national political story was no different. Democrats won a narrow majority in the House. If you look at the districts they flipped, it really, for the most part, something like 30 of the 40 districts were in very wealthy, high median income places, mostly suburban. In effect, this was the sort of Hillary Clinton strategy from 2016, the Panera Democrat strategy, the uh, Fairfax County county strategy that I'd written about a, a lot after the first election, and except this time it worked. Uh, it worked for their purposes. It got them to 52% of the, the U.S. House or something like that. But uh, I think that's what mi- filled me with these deep kind of mixed feelings I was having on election night, where I actually really did want, you know, the Republicans to lose and to lose control of the House. It did feel important to me. But as the results results came in, it was just sort of this pattern uh, was just troubling. It's something we need to think about going forward. What kind of coalition, what kind of politics are possible with this coalition? You say, in the long run, the Democrats' 51% solution, depending crucially on the votes of wealthy suburbanites, is a formula for disaster. It cannot repair our broken politics, much less transform our savagely unequal society. In fact, even in its short-term triumphs, it obscures, when it does not outright scorn, the one mode of struggle that can break the cycle, a political revolution driven by the needs and aspirations of the broader working class. Okay, that's the only problem is, isn't that what they actually want to do? push down, or at least they don't want to embrace a political revolution driven by the needs and aspirations of the broader working class? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I do think that's the problem. And I think the fact that that's how at least a large chunk of the Democratic Party, both the right wing of the party and then a large portion of the kind of elites and institutional leaders of the party, they're mostly concerned with getting to their 51, 52%. From their perspective, this strategy has really worked. You know, Hillary's campaign was a disaster. Uh, I think everybody with a brain recognizes that. But the pivot that she made, the bet to sort of use the specter of Trump to pivot to the professional class and kind of accept the the loss of the, you know, of a huge chunk of the working class, uh, especially, you know, white workers, but even to a certain extent, non-voters in the non-white working class, you know, to accept that they're not really part of the winning coalition, that we, we can't get to them. What we need to do right. is flip these suburban voters, that, you know, that that strategy, anything that, that undermines that strategy threatens, you know, Democrats who just want to win, you know, quote, unquote. And I think that is that mo- mode is still really dominant. So they're, in effect, what they, they are repudiating, not just Bernie or Bernieism on a policy level, they're actually also uh, have moved to repudiate the sort of Bernie political strategy in terms of who the coalition that Bernie was trying to build. I was talking about this with uh, Matt Chrisman, actually, who, by the way, we're going to have you guys have a live taping. You've both agreed. A Matt on Matt live taping about the Civil War. A little history. Yeah. We can put a quiz in there or something. But he was saying, you know... Will we enact idea- the bloody oh, angle my God. at Spotsylvania? <laughs> yeah, it has to open with LARPing. Yeah. Um, has to open with uh, reenactment. But he was saying, I mean, the takeaway from the argument that the white working class is lost and not winnable is that we can't win. Now, of course, this recent round of elections kind of, I guess, disproves that because it's saying we can win 
with just the professional class. We don't need the white working class. And that's kind of what, you know, um, the very corrupt Democrat from Pennsylvania. Uh, Ed Rendell. Yes. Ed Rendell, the, Ed Rendell right. and Chuck Schumer quotes. And Chuck that Schumer, right? Was, that's the yeah, thesis. Yeah, that's like yeah, we, for, yeah. the, for the blue collar workers we lose, we pick up a white, yeah. like a moderate Republican. Yeah. But I think, isn't it also true that like 51% is kind of close, right? I mean, or what we saw, for instance, like, in um, Alabama, you know, when what Doug Jones won by so close, it is still a risk if we don't engage a larger population of voters. And I mean, so even if you're a liberal who hates Trump because it gets in the way of your brunching, like (laughs) even you should have maybe some desire to include the the this the masses for whom you have so much contempt that's a good point kitty i think yeah i think it's fragile i mean it's inherently fragile look it's a midterm election the party in power generally loses yes the democrats had a one of the larger swings of the last 50 years but how much of that was dependent on trump's personal spectacular unpopularity uh a lot i think uh and and is that really a basis for combating you know right-wing politics in a, any kind of long-term realigning way going forward uh i'm really skeptical you what what it sets the stage for to me is this endless rotation of ideas where one side gets more and more ghoulish and the other mm-hmm. side um you know there are some signs that 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 some democrats are thinking of of moving to the left but you know the first steps that they, they've announced now in the new congress is you you know, we're not going to we're not going to raise taxes on any but on the bottom 80 percent. And uh, we're not going to, uh, you know, increase the deficit, which means basically we can't do any we, we definitely can't do Medicare for all. We can't do any bold sort of economic policy at all. We're just going to and we're not doing that because the Republicans are making us. We're just literally handcuffing ourselves before the battle because that's what we're good at. And right. uh, just having an ongoing combat between you know, this sort of revanchist right and these people, I don't see how that's good for the country, even if you're a liberal. That was the teaser of our bonus episode with historian Matt Carp. To hear the rest of it, go to patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. Thanks. Bye.